This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1528. These future phrases are a taste of things to come. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. Today, you get the second episode in our series on how to sound interesting when you talk about the future. Today, learn about how to talk about your plans when the dates and times are more fixed in English. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor, Indeed. Are you hiring this quarter? In our experience, it can be a grueling process if you don't have efficient tools. But finding the right candidate who adds value to your business is so incredibly important. So why not ditch the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with great candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AEE. Just go to Indeed.com slash AEE right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash AEE. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Aubrey, welcome back to the show. So excited to have you on All Ears English. You're always over there on IELTS Energy. We love it when you come over here. <laughs> yes. Hi, Lindsay. It's so fun to be over here. I love IELTS Energy. Jessica is so fun, but it's really fun to come over here too. Yeah, so it's good to mix it up. Good to yeah. mix it up. So <laughs> last week, Aubrey, we were getting into a brand new series with you and me talking about the future tense. Is that right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. If you guys missed that one, go check it out. 1525. We started this series because natives aren't always formal with future tense. We don't really use will very often or even going to. Instead, we use really native phrases that are very specific to if you're talking about the immediate future or a little bit further away. So the last episode, we talked about ones you would use for things that are happening right away, especially when you don't know the date, like, oh, it's going to happen any minute, but I don't know exactly when. And today we're talking about the future that's just a little bit further away. Exactly. And you guys should go back if you missed that one for whatever reason, go back and listen to 1525 because we kind of showed you throughout the episode how important it is to use those ones when you're talking about, again, as Aubrey said, something you're not quite sure of when exactly it's going to happen. And today we're getting into something a little more solid around when things are going to happen, right, Aubrey? Exactly, right? These are for what we call the near future. So Mm -hmm. things that aren't as immediate, but are still going to happen soon. And some of these are perfect for when you do have a date and you have plans, then you can use these. Yeah, I love this. And as we said in the last episode, changing up the way you talk about the future guys, especially getting away from will and going to is one of the biggest shortcuts or hacks that you could use to get to sound native really, really quickly. Right, Aubrey? I love this idea. 
Yeah, it's a really good point. Second language learners have a tendency to use will over Ugh. and over because they understand it. They know the grammar is correct. Yes. But yeah, it's kind of boring and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it just is repetitive, right? It just doesn't so, sound natural. You know, there are right. just certain things that flag you as a non native speaker, guys, and that's one of them. Right. When you're always using will and going to, especially will is often used incorrectly, actually, because it is quite subtle, right? Will versus going to. And we can do that another day, but it's kind of subtle. And I hear a lot of mistakes with will. Um, So try these guys, try these out, have the confidence to try one of these. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to give you um, three phrases, well, four today and exactly how to use them example sentences so that you can practice using these to sound more natural. I love it. I love it. Let's dive in. I can't wait to hear where they are. So the first one, what is it, Aubrey? So it's in the near future, which means very soon. You might not know exactly when. Usually means like a few weeks or months in the future. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Are you are you planning to add any members to your family? Like uh, furry friends? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I put as an example sentence, we're planning to get a dog in the near future, but we're not actually. <laughs> I not. When I grew up and we had a lot of animals, but they were all outside mm-hmm. and I can't get past that like pets should be outside. That's so <laughs> I, like, funny. I can't get over That's it in so my mind. Oh my and in God. Arizona, it's much too hot for oh. an animal to be outside all the time. We would have to, you know, they would be in our home all the time. So more and- my poor kids, because they would love to have a pet. Yeah, and you would be outside walking it all the time. So oh, that'd yeah. be hard. That'd be really hard. Um, yeah, right but it is, I have to say, it is so fun having a dog. I'm a puppy owner I for know. the first time. And just on Sunday, my puppy got to meet his two sisters from his litter. Oh, that's awesome. It was so fun. We got connected to the shelter, uh, reconnected through Instagram, and we arranged to meet at the dog park. And you could you could see their commonalities and how they run the same, how they walk the same. It was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. This is a great <laughs> phrase, though, you guys. You definitely need to practice using this. You'll hear natives say it all the time yes. um, when they're talking about something that's coming up a few weeks, mm-hmm. few months. Yeah. Probably don't know exactly when. If someone were to get a pet, they could say, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to get one in the near future. And you yeah. know that means less than a year for sure, a couple months right. at the most. Yeah, I, I like to use this when it comes to talking about kind of vague goals, somewhere mm. somewhere between specific and vague, right? Goals that you want to accomplish. You know, in the near future, I hope to save more money for my retirement, for example, something like that. Yes, right? exactly. Like, right. I'm going to make a small change in the future. And you're intentional about it, showing your intention. Exactly. Right. But you haven't gotten to the point where you have nailed down the exact date and set yeah. like an OKR, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Objective key result. Yes, exactly. Aubrey. I love it. Okay. All what right. Let's do the next, next one. Yeah. Okay. So this one, there are two here that are very similar. A sign of things to come or a taste of things to come. You'll hear both of these. They're Uh used to indicate how things are going to be in the future. Often um, an experience that is likely to be repeated. So for example, you might say, oh, so many people are losing their jobs. I feel like this is a sign of things to come. Mm, It's a sign of things to come. Yeah, we could do a whole nother episode on just the word sign being used in sayings, right? A sign of the times. We use it a lot. Right. And this one kind of has a bit of a negative connotation, I feel like, Mm -hmm. when we say, oh, that's a sign of things to come. It doesn't usually mean good, happy things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a taste of things to come. Very similar, guys. Just a more artful way to say it, right? This is just a taste of things to come. Just a little sampling. And this could either be positive or negative, right, Aubrey? It could be either one, would you say? 
Yeah, for sure. Right? You might hear someone say that storm was a taste of things to come and you know there's going to be a bigger storm tomorrow. Or this appetizer is just a taste of things to come. And you yes. know you have a delicious meal waiting for yeah. you. Yeah. If the appetizer is really, really good, then you know that something good is coming after that. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or you could say the fireworks at the start of this party were just a taste of things to come. If you're hosting a fun party and it's going to be amazing, right? You're letting them, you're, you're sort of foreshadowing amazing yeah. things coming by saying that was just a taste. There's yeah. great things on the horizon coming very soon. Exactly. So we use this to, to talk about like teasers, right? Things Definitely. that give people a little taste. You got to come for the main event if you've already experienced this and you liked it. Yeah, okay. exactly. So this next one, I really like it because we always used to count the days until summer, right? We used to count right. the days until summer vacation. I'm sure you do the opposite, Aubrey, when it comes to <laughs> being a mom. It's so miserable and hot here. I count the days <laughs> until school starts again. Right. <laughs> the opposite yeah, this of what is your kids great. do, I'm sure. Yeah. We can say either counting the days until or counting down the days until. We use yep. them both interchangeably. And yep. we use it especially when you're anxiously awaiting a future event and you want it to happen sooner. <laughs> oh my God. I remember the days of school, right? As soon as you hit June when you're in elementary school, it's like, why are we even here? We're counting 19 days, 18 days. You just don't want to be there anymore. Right. You want to be I'm done. curious. Did you count down the days to summer more or count down school going back? I always counted down going back to school. I was so excited for school to start again as a oh, kid no. too. No, no. I, no. Was, I was a summer girl. I'm, I'm, my birthday's in the summer. I love summertime. I like freedom. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I, I would kind of more dread that. I mean, I was happy to start a new year of school, but I would definitely be more excited about the end of school year gotcha. than the beginning. <laughs> I'd be curious for our listeners if it's the same for you guys. When you were a kid, did you look forward more to set like a summer break from yeah. school or getting back to school? I think a lot of kids do look forward to summer, but I, and I did, but I was so excited when school started again. That's, That's cool. So Maybe fun. you got like a new outfit, get a new backpack with pencils or new fresh notebooks, pencil case or clean, something, right? Fresh notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. I, I love it. You must have been a really good student then. Like I was a focused. good student. I loved yeah. school. I was very studious. It was fun for me. And and where I lived, I lived in a very rural area where our friends from school we did not get to see in the summer because they lived yeah. too far or very yeah. rarely. So it was also yeah. a chance to be able to see friends again at school because we didn't yeah. really see them in the summer much. That makes sense. That, so there are other benefits to starting For sure. than just being in class. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, are you counting you down could, the days until anything else? I was just going to say, you could also say like you're counting down the days until a trip. But we talk about this all the time because we're like so sad we can't be traveling right now. <laughs> so I don't have any trips I'm counting down the days until, unfortunately. But I am I counting know. the days until um, my daughter's birthday, which is very soon because I'm excited. Okay. We're going to throw her a fun party. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm counting down the days until that. What about you? Yeah, for sure. Well, we're planning some trips for the spring that are going to be a little low profile, like very safer, like safer trips. We're planning to drive out to, I think, like West Virginia and do some like um, hiking out there somewhere oh, on the East Coast. And so I'm counting down the days to do a little trip. I just love traveling. Yes. I love road trips. This is the year of the road trip, 2021, right. 2020. So I'm counting down the days to just explore a little bit more. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go 
And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You know what? I am counting down the days until I'm excited about this. We are going to do a business web class, Jessica and I. Yes. So you guys, if you haven't heard about this yet, you need to go to allersenglish.com slash promotion. We're mm-hmm. going to teach you everything you need to know to be successful at work and be able to get the promotion that you deserve. Right, Lindsay? Yeah, this is awesome. Guys, I don't know of any other business English web class that would teach you something like this. We'll give you the phrases, the vocabulary, and the strategies and skills to do it because you want to keep moving up in your in your career and you want to do better at work. So these are skills you need. And Aubrey, where can our listeners go to sign up? Yes, go to allearsenglish.com slash promotion. It's going to be March 6th and 9th, and you do not want to miss it. It's not recorded. You have to attend live. So So sign up. We will see you there. Yeah, we don't record our web classes, guys. So you have to show up. So mark your calendar. Get up at two in the morning if you have to. You don't want to miss it. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Hey, let's let's do do a a role play. play. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Jinx. Okay, I'll start. This is funny because I wrote this one about um, you potentially going on a skiing trip, which is funny because anyone who missed 1525, um, Lindsay started talking about a skiing trip she's actually planning, looking forward to. And then we realized none of the phrases we taught you can really use for something you've planned. So so these, you'll see how we fit them in this role play. These are perfect for when you're talking about a trip you've actually planned, right? Excellent. So Lindsay, (laughs) do you have any fun plans for the near future? Yes, definitely, Aubrey. We are going skiing in a couple of weeks and I'm counting down the days until our trip. Nice. Where do you usually go? Colorado has some great snow. Some of the best resorts in the world are about a 30 minute drive from my house. That's amazing. I skied when I was younger, but I have not been in a very long time. Why not? Well, I got in a really bad wreck. I was injured and it felt like a sign of things to come. <laughs> oh, no. Is that true? Did you? Yes, I did. In college, I oh. was skiing and I sort of overcorrected and ended up going backwards what? down the. And I couldn't figure out how to, I couldn't get myself stopped. And I hit a snowmaking machine. Oh, my God. Which is metal. And I cut my head. They had to like take me down the mountain in the toboggan. Oh my gosh, that is not funny and at all. I started me up. Up laughing and then I stopped <laughs> laughing when I heard this. You're like, I should not be laughing at this. That's terrible. Were it you was. scared? Like, were you, so what were the injuries or what were the extent of your injuries? It was, it was luckily very minor, but it was a close call because they oh. said it was like millimeters from doing permanent brain damage where it cut me. It was just above my ear. Oh my gosh. And so I was just very lucky slash blessed that it wasn't worse, but yeah. it's really scared all of my friends because they there was just a lot of blood in the snow is very stark the red on white right and so they had to take me and I had blacked out so I don't even I I kind of came to going down in the sled and they stitched me up and luckily I was fine but it was definitely traumatic enough that I haven't skied since (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely. Scary. I probably wouldn't ski again either. That's terrifying. I mean, that this must have been in the days before helmets. So helmets yeah, there were came no helmets. Sti- <laughs> yeah, it must have been like in the 90s or so or mm-hmm. like 2000s. Yep. Yeah. So helmets came into style somewhere in the mid 2000s. Now everyone just wears a helmet when they ski, which helps. Yeah, that's um, so much safer. But when I was a kid too, we used to ski in hats and I can't believe we did it. I was like, what were you doing? Because I also hit a tree on skis when I was a teenager. You did? But luckily, and I hit on my head. Yes. Um, oh. But haven't, you know, it just I just got up and I was okay. But it, it could have been so much worse. Yes. So much right? worse. I know there are yeah. a lot of fatalities skiing. It can be really dangerous. Definitely the helmets help. <laughs> I know <laughs> I should try again and just wear a helmet. Um, but now I don't live anywhere near snow. So it has no. to be a destination for me to go further yeah, to get to the expensive. snow. And yeah. Now True. you're in a warm place, warm place for sure. Yeah. Well, so let's go through all of the ones that we used, right? So yep. I asked you if you have plans for the near future, mm-hmm. you know, and this is a fun way of, instead of saying like, Oh, do you have any plan- plans coming up? Use that phrase for the near yes. future. It's a fun one, yeah. right? Just mix it up a little bit. And then I said, yes, we're going skiing in a couple of weeks and I'm counting the days until our trip. And I also could have said I'm counting down the days, right? Exactly. As said to our listeners before, guys. Yeah. Yep. They yes. work perfectly, right? And mm-hmm. then, um, so I was saying, I haven't been skiing in a long time. You asked why not. And I said, oh, I wrecked. And it felt like a sign of things to come. Yeah. So this is when we're saying it's sort of foreboding something terrible that'll happen again. I, I was like, I just knew that I would get hurt again. Yeah. So you just stopped. Yeah. Impending mm. doom. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so funny so these are really useful as you guys know like this was something that's planned right a ski trip is planned we know when it's happening these are the phrases you use when you talk about that exactly yeah so what's the takeaway for our listeners today aubrey so like we were saying, you know, just try to avoid using will and even, mm-hmm. you know, going to as often. Use some of these great native phrases, whether you're talking about the immediate future or the near future, start listening for these. You're going to hear natives using them all the time. You're going to hear them on TV and in movies. You'll see mm-hmm. them in books. Look at how they're used and start practicing them because these do make you sound so much more native and natural. Yeah, I love it. And that is the key to connection right there, guys. Try to sound as natural as you possibly can so you can build those connections that you want. Don't keep saying things from the textbook over and over and over again. So look into yourself. Think, do I use will too much? Probably. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 